0: Twitter handle, Religion of Woke, all one word. Okay, first graders, I want the white people to get on one side of the room, and I want the black people to get on the other side of the room. Okay, well, you kids over there, you're inherently evil. And you kids over there, just give up now. There's no point in trying, you'll never succeed. So I was listening to the new episode of The Weeds with Matt Iglesias. He's talking to some guy about, uh, critical race theory in schools. It's not a very good episode. I think in a, it's about an hour long, and there's probably about one or two minutes of facts that I found interesting. Maybe if you knew absolutely nothing, or you wanted smoke blown up your patootie about how it's no big deal, then uh, you might like it. So if that sounds good to you, check it out. But, so one interesting thing that Matt said was, you know, he was saying that the people who say this are wrong, but anyways, he, he said, you know, critical race theory, this is, you know, whatever. The, the people who are wrong think that critical race theory means that all whites are inherently evil. And so, you know, he was saying that like that's not true. Um, if, you, if you listen to my podcast, that is how I characterize it. So he is aware. He is aware of that characterization. So that's interesting. And so that kind of leads into a realization that I had. Because, you know, critical race theory says that... Um, whites are the oppressors and blacks are the oppressed. And so, you know, I'll usually say, well that means, you know, a baby, you know, a white baby, as soon as the doctor spanks their butt to get them to start breathing, right? They're evil till the w- till the day that they die. Cuz that's basically what it means to be an oppressor. But what I don't I don't think it really has sunk into me until just recently is what does it mean to be oppressed? I think occasionally I've said, you know, this means that whites are good and blacks are Sorry, that whites are evil and blacks are good. But that's not what it means. It's actually something much worse. I mean, it's pretty clear that being an oppressor means you're evil. But what does it mean to be oppressed? Well, what it means is that, you know, you know if a teacher's teaching whatever, this little, little seven-year-old first grader all about this stuff, um, here's what it means to be oppressed. It means that every white person you meet is your enemy. Even this nice young white lady who's teaching you this stuff. She's your enemy. I mean, she's telling you that she is your enemy because of her skin color. And, uh, you know, I guess we're talking about a black seven-year-old in class. And so as this black seven-year-old goes uh, from class to class and sees white teacher after white teacher, well, every one of those people is your enemy. Principal, he's your enemy. You know, if they got a police officer that tries to protect the school or whatever, that guy's your, I mean, that guy's really your enemy. So basically, there you go. You know, why don't you you go through your whole life uh, thinking that you're surrounded by people that hate you. And, uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't raise your anxiety too much. And the other thing that being oppressed means is it's not your fault. I mean, you never had a chance. You never had a chance at all. Whatever happens, it's not your fault. In fact, you should just give up now. I mean, you're screwed. You're completely screwed. From now till the day you die, you are screwed. Everyone's out to get you. It's not your fault. Just give up. Give up right now. There's no point in trying to learn in these classes with evil white people. I mean, why would you even, you know, why why would you do that? So, basically, you know, this is what, basically, critical race theory, it's not going to hurt the white kids, but it's going to be devastating to the black kids. You know, the white kids go around with that, uh, Cognitive dissonance that uh, you know all white people are evil, but because they know that all white people are evil It means they're good. So, you know, basically white people these white kids. They get to still think of themselves as good And you know if they're if they're in their teens early 20s, maybe they can go LARPing live-action role-playing, you know if there's a black lives matter riot or something But long story short, they're gonna do their homework. They're gonna graduate. They're gonna go to college They're gonna get jobs. They're gonna raise families. They're gonna be fine You know, they'll become the teachers that uh, perpetuate it to the next generation. But, you know, the black kid that comes from the bad neighborhood and maybe their family isn't the greatest about education, uh, you know, and they were were on the edge. They're either going to, you know, there's a 50-50 chance they were going to, you know, drop out of high school or they were going to graduate from high school and, you know, go do something good with their life. Raise a family, you know, love their kids and have everything be wonderful. But they're right on the edge. And so this kid, this poor kid, this poor, whatever, real nice little kid has just been told everyone's against you and there's no point in even trying. Now what's that going to do to the kid who's on the edge? Which way will they fall now? So another thing that was mentioned that was mildly interesting was uh, there was a survey or a poll of teachers done by uh, Education Week. I think it's a magazine. And apparently this was a a representative sample. So this is not just uh, asking a couple teachers what they think or whatever. This is like, this is what is happening in in America today. And so they asked them, um, do you talk about race as it relates to the past and the present in your classroom? That's not the exact question. But anyways, the answer was 20% of teachers never talk about race. 20% of teachers talk about race, but only as it relates to history. And 60% talk about race as it relates to history and as it relates to whatever's going on, you know, in America today. So, I mean, you know, so that doesn't tell you how many teachers are teaching critical race theory. Um, Whatever, that wasn't part of the question. But, so the 60% of teachers that are talking about uh, race as it relates to... uh, the world today, like what are they talking about? You know, are they giving the uh, KKK's version of what's going on with race in America today? I doubt it, I think, you know, that would be national news if some teacher did that. So I imagine, you know, they're having discussions uh, based on how they believe, you know, whatever, whatever it is that the teachers believe is going on, you know, maybe talking about George Floyd or whatever. But here's the thing. Of all the professions, I think the most woke profession is teacher. I mean, you know, when you get to, like, the college humanities, they're insanely woke. But, you know, teachers in general are just super woke. Like, you know, who's more woke? A teacher or a firefighter? You know, a nurse, an oil rig worker? Whatever. I mean, there's probably some profession, you know... I guess if you do diversity and inclusion training, you're more woke than a teacher. So there's a, there's a job category, but that's a small category. So basically, teachers are the most woke. So, you know, how many of those 60% of teachers are saying that uh, whites are the oppressor and blacks are the oppressed? Now, I don't know the number. I don't know the number, but I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be some. It ain't going to be like 1% of all teachers. 60% of teachers are talking about something, so, I don't know, 5%, 10%, 20% of all teachers are probably talking about that stuff. And also, we just had this year where no one was going to school, and uh, whatever, they're getting ready to really talk about it this com- coming up year. Yeah, that makes me think of there's a, it's basically a tragedy that happened in Baltimore, Baltimore school system this past year, Um. you know, their, uh, their school system is terrible. Baltimore ter- you know, whatever. You know, they got a lot of disadvantaged, poor black people who are not doing good uh, in many ways. And one of those ways is in high school. And some, stat- some stats came out. So, previous to COVID, um, 25%, one quarter of high school students had a GPA less than one. So, less than a D average. But in this past year, the COVID year, um, 41%, so almost half, of Baltimore, student, Baltimore high school students got less than a 1.0 GPA average. So, you know, that's not systemic racism because everyone in charge of all that stuff is black. So I'm sure they have those people's best interest at heart. So it isn't racism when you do your best to help someone and you just destroy them. But uh, the system is bad. It ain't systemic racism, but boy, that system really screwed those poor kids over. And that was something else that uh, Matt was saying that some places, you know, some students are going to have like a year and a half of, never, of not going to a classroom. And uh, if you're just the right age, you're going to be a, high, you know, you're going to be a freshman in high school and you just missed the last year and a half. So, you know, good luck with the, the new math class and English class. It's a real shame what happened there. All right. After listening to the weeds, I got to clean my palate. So I'm listening to uh, Cut the Bull. It's a good podcast. It's uh, it's black conservatives. It's one of my favorite type of people to listen to. Various smart black conservatives. But anyways, they got someone on there, and she's ta- you know telling some stories. They say a woman is talking about her friend who's a new uh, well has a two year old, and so she wanted to put in the work, as they say, if you know if you got white uh, fragility and white privilege, and so she went out and bought the Ibram X Kendi book how to, uh, anti-racist baby, which I went and read that and it's not as bad as I thought. It's not a terrible book. It's a you know, whatever. It's a little weird. It uses the word racist and anti-racist a whole bunch, you know, and it's for two-year-olds. So that part's weird, but I thought it was going to be worse. I might do a, I might do a review of some of these, uh, whatever critical race theory books at some point. But in any case, so this lady read anti-racist baby to her two-year-old and then, uh, At some point after that, they went went out on the town. And her two-year-old was like, just started pointing out people's races. He's like, he'd pointed a person and go, black person. He'd pointed a person and go, white person. And the mom was like, oh my God, I made my baby racist. Another little vignette from Cut the Bull. Um, There's a woman who's a regular on it. I think her name is Shaniqua. I think she lives in North Carolina. And, uh... Whatever, she just said her 30th high school reunion is coming up, so that's her age. But anyways, she has a daughter who's in some sort of charter school, I think, in North Carolina. And so they're talking about how, you know, not every school is woke. Like, you know, maybe if you go to the South... Well, anyways, here's the example she gets. So I guess when her daughter was in middle school, um, she had some sort of school assignment that she brought home, and... It said, it was, t- it was describing the, you know, how slaves got from Africa to America on ships. And it said that they came over in apartments and they ate yams and pork. Which, you know, I think in, I think in high school maybe I was told about how the slaves were brought over. I don't even want to think about it or describe it right here. But it was, you know, it was the most inhumane, evil thing ever was that the ship ride. That's the most evil thing ever. So anyways, it's not all woke people doing BS stuff in schools. But Shaniqua brings up another thing, so okay, this is in the high school charter school. Middle school I have no idea if it was a charter school. But um she had another assignment which was imagine you're a slave. And Shaniqua was like, "Uh, I don't want my do- my daughter's not a slave and I don't want her Spending a bunch of time imagining that she's a slave and so whatever she didn't she didn't like that part either So that was interesting